I'm Larry Walsh, and this is Pod 2112, the official podcast of the 2112 group. We talk with industry executives, thought leaders, and influencers about the trends shaping the industry and the world around us. Channel conferences and events are a regular occurrence. Vendors bring partners together under tents, big and small, to share visions, strategy, initiatives, and objectives. Channel conferences are designed for sharing information, gathering feedback, and in some cases, uncovering problems and resolving disputes. Moreover, Channel events are about building enthusiasm. Pulling off a good channel event isn't easy. Selecting locations, crafting agendas, preparing materials, managing travel logistics, and capturing feedback are monumental tasks, and it all has to happen while a channel chief and the channel staff are doing their day jobs. Joining us today is someone who relishes pulling off great partner events, Lori Cormesser, the Vice President of Worldwide Partner and Alliance Sales at Infoblocks. Lori is just six months into the post and started planning not just her first partner event in Infoblocks, but her first partner summit for the Americas just two months into the job. At the gathering, Cormesser and her team unveiled how Infoblocks is pivoting to services models, focusing on DNS security, and launching a new slate of expanded partner offerings and support. She joins us to share some of her best practices for pulling off great channel events. And with that, welcome to Pod2112, Lori. I'm delighted to be back. Thank you, Larry Walsh. So, Lori, you, you, know, you just took a job you know, just six months ago as new Global Channel Chief at Infoblocks, and you also, six months in the job, had not only your first partner conference in this new role, but the first partner summit for the Americas for Infoblocks. Tell us why, why was it important to get that event under your belt so fast? Yeah, so, you know, it's a fair question, and I'll tell you, listen, I've been doing Partner Summit events for a number of years, um, and part of when I produce a partner conference, certainly I want to make sure that partners get the royal treatment, but ensuring that they have the information that is meaningful um, and that they have access to our executives and each other is important. So for me, it's more than a cocktail party. Um, but it is about creating value uh, for the partners and for Infoblocks. Well, let's talk about the value. What is it? What do you mean by defining the value of that? Because there's a, you know, I was there with you this week, and and there was a lot of conversations, a lot of presentations. But what does value mean when you know when you're walking into planning an event like that? Yeah, so it means that partners have the opportunity to really engage with the Infoblocks executives and the teams, that they get FaceTime with those executives, especially the ones responsible for sales, the teams responsible for the partner program development, and they're able to have a voice at the table on any important issues that they're facing. The other big thing is that they, uh, you know, you create a forum where the partners have access to our marketing teams and making sure that they're clear on the tools, the assets, the campaigns that are available to partners to leverage. And I think it's also important that you create a forum by which they can connect, the partners can connect with their industry peers. Um, I've been successful over the years in creating partnerships and introductions at these kind of events where partners end up, you know, connecting with each other on particular skill sets, on best practices, 
Um, and as they're entering new markets, they're able to share some very valuable pieces that save them time. So while they're, you know, while they're competitors out there in the field, they really have an opportunity to kind of put, put the weapons down and be able to share some best practices and customer wins in a very meaningful and uh, valuable way. It, it does amaze me the, the level of camaraderie there is in, uh, in the channel amongst the partners that they do talk to each other. But oftentimes I do note that they are cautious about what they say, where they say it, how they say certain things, because they are competitors. They, you are essentially bringing together a team of rivals. They may be partnering with you, but they're also competing for the same business out in the market. Yeah, I think it's it. I think it's the collective we, um, and I think part of it is making sure that we're clear about the fact that all of our partners in that room had a specific play about how to get us to the goal and where they fit into that. You know, for example, we had a board that we had that you saw that was all about creating new opportunities, a bounty list, if you will. Uh, you know, it was amazing to me the number of partners that put their name down on that board. And, and it was okay to have multiple partners on that board because they're touching different parts of the customer. They're engaging with us differently. And so, uh, you know, it's very clear that they, they have different skill sets and they bring different things to the table. And so it's okay that we're all, you know, in one room kind of sharing those things because it's going to have a different flavor and a different impact as they, you know, build that into the solutions and in the approach with the customer. All right. Talk about that a little bit more about the bounty list, because I, I thought that was particularly interesting. But it'd be better to hear hear you describe what it is and and how it works, and and how did you know it was going to it was going to work? Okay. So first of all, I had no idea it was going to work. It was just a it was an idea that I had that said, you know, every time I do these events, I think it's important that you know, we get together and we collaborate and we share stories and we did all those kinds of things, but I always try to make it informative and actionable and collaborative. And so we had uh, something that we called the 321 initiative, and it really is where the rubber meets the road in terms of building broader sales traction in the field. And the idea was that we wanted um, partners to sign up for a list of bounty accounts accounts and we developed those bounty accounts with our sales leaders and we said we want a partner to put their their sticker next to three of those accounts that were on that list we wanted them to sign up for two marketing campaigns and come up with one sort of video testimonial that we could use internally on our partner portal around uh, you know the different things that we're doing and how it impacts their business but, you know, here's, here's where it all sort of came together is that part of our message is around creating opportunities, creating that new logos and deal registration and channel lift, right? No different than any other vendor, but it always is great to kind of drive some action while you're at the event uh, and create some momentum with that. And so why did they decide to do it? Because with 321, uh, you know, their name went into a drawing for $25,000 worth of MDF that we can use to kind of fuel that. So 
you know, what a great story that can go back after spending, you know, a day and a half with us, two days with us, and come back to their company and say, not only did I hear great stories, but I actually made money for the company. So it's actually a great win. You said two things, you know, informative and actionable. And, mm -hmm. and, and you have so little time to do that. You have dozens of people or sometimes hundreds of people in a room. How do you, how do you cultivate that message so that, or that string of messages so that you can inform and it can, the partner does have the ability to take something away that they can work on. Is it really about getting information out or is it about teasing them so that they can come back and look for more? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. I think the answer is in both and you have to balance it. I mean, for me, it was, you saw me there at the event. It's like air traffic control. We have been talking about this event for four months. We have been uh, thinking about if I were a new partner, here's what I'd be wanting to hear. Here's top of mind things for me in terms of how you're going to market. Are you going to protect my business? And that's how we vetted a lot of those things out on the sales panel, which was one of the favorite uh, you know, pieces that came back from the survey results is having our sales leadership up there talking about how they're driving a different level of accountability and responsibility in leverage. Um, and then hearing, you know, some things we want to report out on and some pieces we want to be collaborative on. So we broke out in two sessions, one about profitability and driving profitability, which was all about the program, the SIFs, the sales plays, the tools like the partner portal, the learning and enablement pieces. And then the second breakout session was all around the pitch, right? How the InfoBlock story fits into networking and security and data center and cloud uh, so that they went back thinking about us in a much different way, not just DDI, but thinking about us in an expanded piece around where we sit in those solutions that they're bringing to market. And we did that in a very collaborative breakout session. How do you balance the, you know, what you as the company, what Infoblocks wants to say to the partners and convey to the partners, while at the same time giving the partners opportunity to, to voice their views or their needs? Yeah, I think what you, and you probably witnessed this also, is we stopped periodically to make sure that we were asking questions from the audience, which is, you know, always a risk because you never know what question you're going to get answered uh, or asked. But I think that, you know, I'll tell you one of the info blocks, one of our value and core values as a team is trust and transparency. So we weren't afraid of anything that was going to be asked. And we were, we were ready to kind of take that on. The other piece is during the breakout sessions, a lot of the partners were able to tell us, you know, continue doing these things, stop doing these things. Here's what's working. Here's what's not. And at the close of our partner summit, that's what we did is we captured everything that we heard, everything that partners sort of gave us in terms of feedback, so that they ensured that we were listening, we heard them, and now we'll take it back. Then the piece, you know, the magic becomes in sort of the follow-up, right? Uh, and what we sort of do with all of those pieces. But we certainly, uh, you know, was I was absolutely proud of the InfoBlocks team in terms of 
the balance between sharing information, soliciting feedback, uh, and being clear about where they needed help and support, but also asking in return, what can I be doing better for you? So it was, uh, yeah, it was a really great balance to strike and I think a very important one to have. I rallied this team, our executive team, the channel account managers, the sales executives, all the teams that were presenting and supporting the event. Um, and, and we just rallied around the, why are we doing this, right? Uh, and what do we want partners to leave with? Um, and the importance behind that was we need to be in a place of listening and learning and understanding. We don't want to be in a place of explaining and defending. We certainly can talk to some of the things that the partners were sharing, but I just really asked the Infoblox team to come along for the ride. Um, and to be part of that and to be engaging. And, um, and that's not always easy because you want to be able to defend things. You want to be able to explain things. Um, and, and certainly we wanted to acknowledge those things and clarify some of those positions. But uh, it was an important role for them to play to take a little bit of a backseat and put themselves in the seat of a partner and, and really listening and learning what they heard and not feeling like they had to respond to it at that moment. How do you, or how does you and your, t you and your team select who gets to come and who doesn't? You know, what's the, mm -hmm. what's the process or what's a, what's a, what would you say to somebody else saying, how do I pick who gets to come to my, uh, come to my big party? Well, here's how, you know, this was the first ever, summit that we had done in the Americas. So we selected, hand-selected 60 partners. Uh, 20 were uh, from our top-level partners. 27 were our gold-level partners uh, and authorized partners. And we had 10 people from our distributor partners. We had media coverage there for the first time. And of course, we had you there as well as representing the analyst in our keynote on day two. So how did we select them? We selected these partners based on, you know, when you went around and asked partners, how many of you have been partners with us for less than a year? There were, you know, a handful of people in the room that were new. There was also a handful of people that have been partners for, uh, you know, the past five years. And then we had partners that were in the room that have been partners with Infoblox for 10 years. So we wanted to have a good cross-section of level of partner and experience of partner and playing different roles. The partners that are touching service provider, the partners that are touching enterprise, the partners that are touching both, uh, and the partners that are making the biggest investments with us, where we feel like we want to return that investment and create some leverage. So, um, and that spawns really great conversations depending on the lens of which they, you know, they look through the world and how they, and how they view Infoblox. So it was a good cross-section of partners and it really um, produced a really nice outcome for us. How much time has to pass and what do you look for to say that there was a clear indication of the event leading to some change? You know, listen, every partner that left that room felt better about 
info blocks than when they came in the room. And that was the goal. And what I mean by that is they understand a broader story. The partners in the room were 100% aligned behind the transformation that InfoBlox is making. And we provided several insertion points that solve specific customer problems. And so I think that we, we were able to do that. By nature of the market, our business is going to grow uh, without partners. Uh, our growth would be capped. So with partners like the ones in the room, our joint growth is virtually limitless. And they heard that story, that limitless story, that there's a deliberate dependence on our business. We have 95% of our business via the channel. So I think we have the right story. We have the right partners, the right coverage and go-to-market programs. We're developing levers to fuel the engagement. And we have the right support and commitment from the Infoblox leadership. So my takeaways were, you know, we need to continue toward clear, purposeful, impactful messaging on why customers care about Infoblox, particularly around security. But I, I feel like we left a really compelling message around security and that only gets better. Uh, the feedback was we needed to enhance our ecosystem stories that we share with partners, right? We have Matt to be in the room and they were delighted to hear that. I think we just have to be able to promote that. And, you know, listen, it, it just was the feeling that we are approaching our partner's business with a new level of accountability and that it was never a better time to be an Infoblox partner. And I think they got all of those messages. Were there any surprises? There anything you didn't anticipate? I didn't anticipate so many of the partners being so thankful for the time they spent and appreciative of very specific things about enhancing the story and where Infoblox fits. And, you know, I tell you today, it's been honestly overwhelming the number of partners that have reached out and just telling me not only what a good time they had, but specifically what they're going to do to help drive this momentum personally within their company. And that's, uh, that's the best story. As a channel chief, knowing that somebody is connected to your success and they're clear about that purpose means just a ton for me, right? So as we said at the beginning, this is about six months into this job. Um, not your first posting as a channel chief. Um, mm -hmm. What are your impressions so far? What is what is it that you what is it that you see about it in Infoblox that's you know making you really this optimistic, particularly after an event like this? And where are you going to be when we touch base with you again in six six nine months? When I started this Infoblox thing, I uh, it I came because they were a leader in their space. They were focused on innovation. Their product worked. They had a deliberate dependence on partners. And as you've heard me say, it's run by good humans, right? So, you know, it sort of checked a lot of boxes for me there. I think that we have built the basics and we've done it really well. And I've used this expression before, fast forward six months, we're now doing the advanced math equation where we're going to start to build on the basics and we're going to start to have a, an even bigger, broader security push. We're going to have more partners leading with us in the opportunities. We're going to have great events that drive demand and awareness. 
we're really going to be able to show InfoBlock the power that partners can bring in expanding the depth and the breadth of our, you know, joint customers. And there you have it. You found another reason to pack your bags and head to the airport by listening to us talk about channel events here on Pod 2112. I want to thank our guest, Lori Cormesser of InfoBlocks. I want to thank all of you for joining us on Pod 2112, a production of the 2112 Group, a business research and strategy firm. Join us again when we talk with industry executives, thought leaders, and influencers about the market and the world around us. Don't miss a single episode of Pod 2112. Subscribe today on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about the 2112 Group services, email us at info at the2112group.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Thanks again. I'm Larry Walsh.